Welcome back, Questers, to another episode of Success Quest. I'm your host, Caleb Maya, and I am so excited today, like I am every day when we have a podcast and we have a guest on our podcast. Today, I want to introduce to you guys um, a certified professional coach, an author, and motivational speaker. Her name is Terry McDougal. We are so glad to have you here. Terry, how are you doing today? I am great. I couldn't be happier to be here with you and all the questers out there. Woo, yeah. We're so <laughs> excited. We're so honored to have you here, um, especially to talk a little bit about your book that's coming out here soon. But questers, I'm going to give Terry a little bit of time to introduce herself. Terry, go ahead. Tell, tell the questers a little bit about you and uh, how you came to be, I guess. Yeah. Hi, everybody. So, um, Terry McDougall, I am a certified professional coach. I work with people who are successful but not satisfied with where they are in their career. So, I end up working with a lot of high achieving people who have done all of the right things, followed the rules that they thought they were supposed to to get ahead in their careers. And a lot of times they find themselves at a crossroad and wondering, what they need to do to feel happy in addition to feeling successful at work. Ooh. So um, I, I actually spent 30 years in the corporate workforce. Um, I have an MBA. I've, you know, I followed this path. I, I actually coach people that are like I used to be, um, where I was always wondering, what do I need to do to get ahead? I felt like I was, I was following the rules, but a lot of times I would kind of end up running into obstacles and I couldn't figure out how to get around them. Um, so through learning a lot of things through the school of hard knocks, having some good mentors, um, engaging with coaches myself, I learned a lot of the unwritten rules of how you get ahead in the workplace. And that's what I actually coach people on. And that's what my book winning the game of work is about as well. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited <laughs> that you brought that up too, because that's exactly questions what we're going to be talking about here today is her book that she's written. It's, it's in the process of being published right now. I don't know exactly when. I think she, she alluded to April a little bit before we talked mm -hmm. um, on the podcast, um, but it's called Winning the Game of Work. And I'm excited about this because I feel like we talk a lot, um, maybe about business, maybe about not being happy at work, but never really how to make work work for you, right? Like, mm -hmm. And so I, I think I get really excited about that because... Um, everyone's working. You have to work to survive. So this applies to everyone because what, what you want to do now is find happiness or be able to change your perspective in a way that makes that work beneficial for you. Am I, am I kind of close to what you, you absolutely, absolutely. Um, as when, when people can step fully into who they are, you know, authentically and, be unafraid about showing up that way and start looking at the world to see like, where do I fit here? And, and kind of accepting themselves for who they are and showing up that way. You can find so such better matches in the workplace. And when, when what you like to do is aligned with what you're expected to do, there's a lot more flow and there's a lot less resistance. And so that's, that's what I'm all about is like really helping people figure out who they are and then how they can add value in a way that they will feel satisfied with in the workplace. That's awesome. Well, I, let's just dive straight into it then. I have a lot of questions um, and I'm intrigued to see where this podcast goes, honestly. But my first most important question, I think, to, just to start this all off, are, are you, is your main message telling people to, if you don't like your work, get out of it? Or is it about finding how to make that work that you're in more pleasant or find a way mm -hmm. to change your perspective? That is a great question, Caleb. And 
what I would say is it depends because I teach people both how to be more effective in the workplace. And sometimes that's the issue. It's not that, you know, they, they chose their career because they knew it was something that they were going to like and they're good at. But sometimes the sticking points are really more around things like they don't know how to delegate. They don't know how to manage their priorities. They don't know how to have tough conversations. And quite frankly, if they go out in the workplace and they're like, oh, I don't like this job and I'm going to quit it because it's uncomfortable, they're going to find that the same issues keep following them around to other jobs because it's not the job, it's their you know, that they have some skill gaps of how they are effective in the role. Um, But I will also say that sometimes people follow a path that maybe is pretty far away from what their natural motivations are. And sometimes this is because like mom or dad say, you know, you should be an accountant because nothing against, I, I actually have clients. That right. Are <laughs> you just picked a, nothing, a job But I'm random. just saying this, like, you know, because that actually is a really solid um, profession. And it's one that if you're an accountant, a lot of times, you know, there's always needs for accountants and you can make a decent living doing that. But not everybody is cut out to be an accountant. There's, you know, for somebody like me, who's pretty creative and I like to be around people, could I, yeah, I took accounting in, in college and in business school, but that would not fulfill where I get my yayas. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but for some people, they, they love that. I was actually just saw a woman the other day and she was like super passionate about accounting and it led her down a really successful career path. But um, so I guess going back to your question, it depends. Is it an issue where you need the skills or is that is it that you followed a career path that's very far from your natural motivational mm-hmm. drivers? Yeah. And I feel like I run into this a lot with people. They're, they're trying to determine that right there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do I, need, do I leave the career that I've kind of spent a long time developing so I can be in it because I have like a different passion? Or is it because I lack something in there? And I feel like maybe mm-hmm. the process for that is obviously looking inward, right? Like, yeah. how, are you dreading your job because of things you can't do or haven't been doing? Or is it because it really just isn't a passion of yours? Right? Mm-hmm. How, how do you deal with clients in that realm? How do you get people to maybe understand more of if it's them versus if it's the job? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really one of those peeling the onion type things, right? Like, well, uh, believe me, the first conversation with anybody that comes to me, there's a reason why they're coming to me. They're having some kind of pain in their life. And so I will just explore that with them and, and start to, you know, listen for, okay, is it that, you know, they're avoiding like having a difficult conversation with their boss or somebody on their team? Is it that they're feeling overwhelmed by all of the work that needs to be done and I'm hearing that there's opportunities for being more efficient? Or is it that like the core part of the job is the part that they hate, right? Like I don't like, you know, say they're a copywriter and they have to sit down and write, you know, five hours a day. That's a problem, right? If you don't you like know? writing and you're a copywriter, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> Why are you doing that? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Well, and I will tell you one of the other things that um, happens frequently is that people will come in to me and they'll say, well, I'm a, you know, IT project manager and I, uh, I've been doing this for 15 years and I hate it, but um, I can't do anything else because I make too much money, you know, and they're thinking like, oh, I've, 
you know, I want to do something different. Yeah. And, and what I do with people then is that we, we do sort of an inventory of their skill set and we look for, okay, how can we repackage these in different ways? And in addition to that, we will think about like, what would you like to do? What do you love doing? And so, for example, you know, using that, you know, IT project manager, they have project management skills. Maybe they're not thrilled by doing, you know, managing scrums or whatever, um, but they really would rather do something that's in the nonprofit world. Mm-hmm. Those are transferable skills. So it's, it's really a matter of um, figuring out what you want to do, looking at the skill set that you have, thinking about how you can repackage those, and also looking at the gaps that you have between where you are and where you'd like to be. and you know, start, start to figure out how can you bridge those gaps. And a lot of times it's not as monumental of a task as what people believe because uh, there are open-minded hiring managers out there who can see that, oh, if you could manage IT projects, you could also manage, you know, a program that we're doing at this nonprofit, you know, and, wow. and, then, and then it's just sort of a matter of getting out and saying, how do I get in front of those people so that I can tell my story? This is very fascinating. I, I love this. Uh, I actually kind of want to go back to, um, so we're, we're talking about someone who's in the workplace and let's say they've, I mean, they're getting to the core of why they don't like being at work. Maybe it mm-hmm. is something to do with their boss. Maybe it has something to do mm-hmm. with their surroundings. Maybe it's because they've been falling through on a lot of promises that they've been making. I don't know. There could be a lot of different things. Yeah, many reasons. But um, how, what's the first step you take with those type of people in the workplace to help them view the workplace as maybe more of a stepping stone in their life too, um, to helping them change their perspective and get on the ball mm-hmm. rolling, making mm-hmm. them realize that work is actually good for them. The work where they're at, this is where they need to be. They just need to yeah. do things. Well, I, I think really the first step is to help them envision what they want. So it could be that I like my job and I just wish that my boss would recognize the contributions that I make or I wish that I worked in California. <laughs> I mean, whatever it, whatever it is, whatever the thing is that they want, it's giving them a safe place to say it out loud because you can't accomplish something unless you know what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And I think a lot of times people will protect themselves mm-hmm. from being honest about what they want because they're afraid that they'll never have it. And one of the beauties of being a coach is that I work with a lot of people and I've seen people that have taken the, that courageous leap and, and just to say what it is that they want. And I can say, listen, I had a, a client that was in a similar situation. And when they, were, when they had enough courage to say what they wanted, they were able to start making progress and they actually got that goal. Wow. That's incredible. It's, yeah, I but mean, it's the first step. You you're not going to ever be happier unless you can define even loosely what mm-hmm. happiness looks like. Exactly. You know? And I love that the first thing you got to do is vocalize, right? The mm-hmm. things that you want. Like if you're at work and you're like you're dreading it for some reason but you like working, you needed mm-hmm. to sit down with someone even if it's just yourself or write it down somewhere. This is mm-hmm. a very simple thing you can do, right? Uh, you have to vocalize why yeah, you'd be really honest with yourself. Why don't you like it right now? What are you dreading? Mm-hmm. You know, like, is it your boss? Mm-hmm. Is it like deadlines? Is it coworkers? And once you figure that out, now you know where to start, right? Now you know what the next step kind of is. If it's something with your boss, now you just maybe mm-hmm. have to be a little bit brave. 
<laughs> and yeah, that can be hard. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, speaking of that, a lot of times the reason why people don't do that thing is because they start editing and judging themselves mm-hmm. before they even get it out. Um, and I say to people, these are two separate things. You can, you can say what you want. This is one thing, saying what you want. The second thing is figuring out how you're going to get it. And a lot of times people combine those things and they're, they, it's like a big knot, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're like, well, I want this, but I can't have it because of this, right? And it, it, it's, a, it's a self-protective thing. This is why, you know, everybody does it. Like we try to protect ourselves from, you know, danger or being hurt, And we're afraid, you know, like if I say what I want and I don't get it, I'm going to be disappointed. And, um, but it's separate things. And, you know, I just try to provide a safe place for people to recognize that it's okay to want those things. Yeah. And I I actually, you're bringing this whole thing up. I I feel like now that I've talked to so many different uh, coaches before, um, life coaches or whatever, um, that the, the one thing they're constantly fighting in their clients is fear that there, there's, there's so much there. People are so scared to deal with things because, mm-hmm. or maybe because they're feeling judged, maybe because they feel like they're not liked, they're beating themselves up. And it's, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's so hard well, for me to see natural. that. In people. It is natural. Yeah, yes. it's natural. And you know, that's, I think that a lot of times people feel ashamed because they're afraid and I look at it like, you know, fear, we all have fear and we need fear because fear actually keeps us safe. But sometimes we're fearful of things that actually aren't dangerous or they're not as dangerous as we think because we've got a lot of beliefs that we have that came from something that happened to us a long time in our lives. And, um, you know, believe it or not, a lot of, even though I'm an executive coach, a lot of times when we trace those beliefs back, they go back to childhood, you know, where oh, yeah. people's parents parented them the a certain, it, it, they parented them in a certain way. And so they, people think like, oh, I have to do it this way. And I say like, okay, well, yeah, when you were 10 years old, you were going to get in trouble if you didn't do what your mom said, but you're 35 now and you actually have, you can choose whether you follow that rule anymore because it might not be serving you well anymore. Yeah. And, and a lot of times people just don't think about it. It's sort of like you, it's your, it's in your operating system. You know, if we use that computer analogy, um, it's in your operating system. You don't even think about it, but if there's a glitch there, it's going to cause you to do things that aren't optimal. And I just try to like shine a light on what's going on in there. Yeah. And we decide, okay, does this still serve you? Or should we work together to replace that belief with something that's, it's better because it's not, it's not really the things that happen to you. It's what you think about the things that happen to you. And I'd actually like to use an example that um, my son is out of college and he's working now and he was, he just got a new manager and he was sort of complaining about his manager. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And, um, and he was being, he was getting like really angry and judgmental about like the stuff that his manager was having him do. And I said, okay, here's what I want you to realize is that this is not about the things that your manager says. It's about what you think about what the manager said. And I think my son was having all these thoughts that, 
you know, the manager didn't trust him and that he was making judgments that my son didn't know what he was doing. And I said, okay, think of it this way. Like if a siren goes by and, you know, an ambulance or a fire truck goes by outside and there's a siren going on, like it's totally annoying, right? Oh, yeah. But, but <laughs> when, it, when it goes by, you don't say to yourself like, you know, oh, they did that on purpose or that was a judgment around me. Like you had to live through it, but it's gone. As soon as it's gone, it's gone. And we can do the same thing with when people come to us and, and you know, the boss is coming and giving us some feedback and we don't, we don't like it. Like you can live through it. You can decide what you're going to do in that moment. But it's what happens afterwards if you're like walking around and you're like, oh my God, can you believe he came and told me to do this or that? Mm -hmm. You know, he must not think that I know what I'm doing. That's the problem right there. It's what yep. you think. It's not what they did. Yep. And then so it's, again, it boils down to your perspective. This. Yeah, it boils down That's to your right. perspective. And then you have to break that down even further. You're, yeah. Their perspective comes from what they, their, their past and everything stems from that. Um, which is so intriguing to me. And I, I love that because at the same time, I've always, I've always struggled with this idea because I want to like, in those moments, I think a coach's job is to try and instill courage or instill bravery into people. Mm -hmm. the, I think that helps them overcome the fear that they're being judged or that people are thinking badly yeah. about them all the time or that people are out to get them. But it's so much more than just this superficial throw on kind of like a towel over them and say like, now you're brave. You know, you have to really dig deep because it goes, it goes back it's, to some people. It's there. It, it's there, you know, and it's not, it's really not about, you know, me instilling it in them. It's in me helping them discover it because it's mm. there within them. I believe that, you know, people don't, envision something unless they have a capability of making it happen. You know, I just don't think that you would envision it unless you had the capability to make it happen. And that's powerful. And you want it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, so that's, I mean, I'm a very optimistic person, but that's part of what I bring is like, yeah, I believe that you can do this. I love that. The questions, I really want you to kind of maybe like take that for what she's saying. You have bravery already in you, you know, all these things that you're so scared of maybe at work, um, especially that's kind of what we're talking about. You are capable, right? You were born innately with the ability to be courageous, to do hard things, to overcome obstacles. Um, and I love Terry that this is part of your kind of like calling, I guess, in life yeah. is to help people discover that because it's buried yeah. underneath so many different things. It's judgment. It's, it's judgment. And I mean, it does start with other people's judgment of us, but ultimately it's our judgment of ourselves. And do we think that we're good enough? Do we, you know, we're afraid of what somebody else is going to say and we can choose whether to validate other people's judgment of us or not, yeah. you know? And, and I think all of us probably have examples where, you know, one person's opinion means much more to us than somebody else's. Like, you know, say if you have an encounter with somebody just out on the street, maybe you can like brush that off pretty easily because they don't mean anything to you. Mm -hmm. But um, on the other hand, like maybe your parents or your significant other, like if they have a judgment of you, it's going to hurt a little bit more. But you can also choose how much you validate that. Yep. You know, in the end, you're the one who has the, all that control. I feel like people give up a lot of their control and they do it willingly almost mm -hmm, you know sure. it might be societal that that's why it's so easy for them to do so and they don't yeah. realize that they can pull in those reins anytime you know and yeah absolutely 
Yeah. yeah, there is. And I, I think that a lot of the times it's because of fear of conflict, mm-hmm. but conflict doesn't even necessarily need to be conflict. You know, it can just be, you know, a difference of opinion. And, you know, sometimes other people feel like they should have more control over you. And sometimes we may even believe that that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if it's somebody that's in a position of authority. Yes. But the reality is that, you know, we can, we can determine our own path. And it's not necessarily that, like, for example, I was talking about this earlier when people come to me and they'll say, oh, I really want to do this, but I can't because of this. And I'm like, well, actually, you can do that. It doesn't mean it's not going to come without, um, you know, uh, consequences, right? Um, Like, for example, if you want to quit your job, because people say, I hate my job, but I can't quit. And I was like, you actually can quit. You, You have it within you to quit. Now, what you're going to do when you quit for money is a different situation, right? But once you start thinking that like, you know what, I hate my job so much and my health and relationships are suffering, you know, what if I quit? Like once you allow that to be a possibility, you may realize like, oh, I actually have money and savings or I could, you know, move back in with my parents and get a job someplace else. Or there's, there's a lot more options once you recognize that Actually, you can do that because I, I say to people, you're always at choice. Mm-hmm. Anytime anybody says I should do this or I have to do this, and I'm like, well, you can choose to do that. Yeah, it feels really different too. I mean, if you think about like, oh, I have to do this or I should do this, it feels super heavy. But if you say, well, I choose to do this, it feels pretty empowering. It's, yes, exactly. I was about to use that exact yeah. same word. Very yeah. powerful. Yeah. Oh man. I love that. And I feel like this is exactly what's um, at the crux of your book, right? I mean, this is what it's all about. Yeah. Um, yes. If you could actually even tell me what, what's maybe like the cornerstone of your book? What's like the main principle and message that you're trying to get out to people with this book? Yeah, it's really that um, there is a sweet spot where career success and personal happiness intersect. And, you know, I think there are a lot of people out there that tell themselves that if I want to be successful, I have to sacrifice so much. And I guess I kind of look at that and I say, what's the point, right? Because if, you know, you're making a lot of money and you got the big job title and so forth and you're not happy, why are you doing it? You know, like some people will actually even say, and believe me, I talk with people that are in their 50s that don't like what they're doing. And they're like, well, I don't know what else to do. And I'm like, okay, well, you're not retiring until for 15 years. Yeah, right? you still are got you, a lot of time. You got a long time. Right. So, you know, can you allow yourself to believe that there's something different and better out there for you? And, you know, it might not mean that you're going to keep moving up the corporate ladder and making more and more money and getting mm-hmm. a higher title. But, you know, once you, recognize that it's really up to you to decide to decide what success looks like for you and not and and again not worry about how other people judge you you know i i always say that um what other people think of you is none of your business right because you, like you, you you never know what other people think of you right exactly. and so we can be like thinking like oh that person thinks this of me so i'm going to do this you don't know what they think they could either like think really positively about you or 
they might not like you no matter what you do. So yeah. why are you trying to please them? Or they're not even, they don't have the time to think about you. you know I what? think that's the biggest thing. I think we give ourselves too much credit. <laughs> I, I agree with you 100%. I think most people are so concerned about themselves that they're not even paying attention yeah. to what other people are doing. It's kind of a weird concept. It's like, man, if I'm so worried that people are judging me all the time, it's like, man, I must think I am at the center of all, <laughs> you know, it yeah. really kind of boils down to a, that concept in so, maybe even a small way. But um, you, you got to get in your head, sequesters, everyone who's listening to this, you, you were probably giving yourself way too much credit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and here's another thing I would tell you that, you know, I work with people that are like, you know, executive vice president. I mean, yeah. and sometimes whenever they will reach out to me, I'll look them up on LinkedIn and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this person's so successful and they work for this great company and what could I possibly do for them? Mm-hmm. And when I start talking with them, like even people that have like gotten that brass ring, they've got insecurities too, right? So it's, this is not just about people that are like moving up in the beginning or middle of their career. Like some people that you think like, oh, of course they must feel super satisfied. You know, it's just a human condition, (laughs) It's It's um, a human condition. Nobody's really (laughs) immune to it, so... Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard it in so many ways. And I, one of my favorite ways was um, Dean Graziosi. He, he was telling that everyone just is born with this VIP membership to the Self Beaters Club. And <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we all just constantly are beating ourselves mm-hmm. up for maybe even no reason at all, you know? Right. It's just, well, it's just a and- part of us. Well, the other thing is that we also are all born with a key to the self-love club. Mm. And we, we can use that and unlock it and walk in and accept ourselves and love ourselves at any point. And we can start to view other people's judgment of us as like that siren going by, you know, yes. that, okay, whatever, I might have to endure this as it's going by, but then just let it go. Yep. Right. Just like, let it go. That's so, that's so right. easy, right? You, you well, have control of the I know. steering wheel. <laughs> it sounds yeah, easy. That's right. It sounds easy. Like I know if everybody, if everybody was able to step into it a hundred percent without, mm-hmm. y- you know, I wouldn't have a job, <laughs> but, um, but the but, reality yeah. of it, the concept very conceptually, it is, it is much more simple than people make it out to be. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, I, and I don't want to make it sound like it's easy because there's so much programming that goes into us, um, you know, throughout our whole lives until we, and a lot of times like things that we've done in the past worked really well for us, but then maybe circumstances change or we rise up higher in an organization or other things change. And what got us here is not going to get us there. Right. And, and we're wondering like, well, this worked for me up until now. Why is it not working anymore? And, you know, what I try to help people do is start to see what's different here and what do you need to do differently to succeed in this new environment? You know, because yep. things are evolving. They're evolving around us. We're, we're growing and we're changing. You know, yep. like I, I was a marketer for 30 years and I rose to a, a good level where I was heading marketing for a few different businesses. And you know, just the kind of person that I am, that as I master things, I want to, I want new challenges, right? And I think a lot of people are like that. And, you know, you get to a certain point, and you're like, well, yeah, I used to like to do that, but it's not that interesting for me anymore. And so what's next? Yeah. And that can be, that can feel frustrating when you're coming in and you're expected to do the, to do the same thing and you want more, but you don't know what that more is. Yeah. 
I love that. And I think you're kind of getting at the crux too of why it's so important to even have coaches in the beginning. You know, they really, maybe coaches don't have the answers to everything, but it's about that guide, you know, shining Mm -hmm. the light like you alluded to earlier, Mm -hmm. helping people take steps in the dark when it can be very scary and very difficult. Um, I I appreciate coaches and mentors in my life. So, I mean, this is, it's it's so important. It's so important. Um, Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, can I, I just wanted to say one thing about that. Like, you're absolutely right. Like, coaches do not have the answers, but I believe that my clients have the answers about themselves. And the role that I play, I say this to people all the time and they always laugh, that you cannot read the label from inside the bottle. Like, we're just walking around in the world being ourselves and we can't really see how other people see us, yeah. right? And we also uh, often can't see our own biggest strengths because you know, it's so innate to us. We're like, oh, everybody can do this. And what I do is hold a mirror up to people and I say, no, not everybody cannot do that. That's your superpower. And you're not even valuing it. Like, oh, what if that. you stepped into that and you were like, yeah, I'm really good at this. And if, if, you, if you told people about the things you're good at, they'd be like, oh, wow, we could use that. Right. Yeah. But sometimes we just hide it under the bushel basket and we're like, oh, everybody can do that. I'm not going to say anything about this. <laughs> so horrible, <laughs> but it's true. It, it's just uh, about we're protecting ourselves. You know, yeah, we just exactly. don't want to be, you know, we think, oh, it's no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I, I, I love this conversation so much. I, and this is the thing. I love conversations like this because I could, I think we could go on for a long time about the psychology behind it, the, mm-hmm. the, the simple techniques that you can put into place into your lives. And I think, um, I think I'm going to stop our podcast right here because I want to give our questers a taste for what you have to, to, to add into their lives, the value that you can bring. Um, questers, honestly, the, the book she's writing, I, I love her idea and the message she is. I endorse her, right? Like <laughs> just vocally. And I think um, she's doing a great job. So if you haven't been, in, if you have been enjoying this episode up to this point, you have found value in anything that we've been saying, check her out. You know, the book is coming out in April, 2020. You can check her out at her website, um, Terry B McDougal with two L's.com. That's right. Um, That's right. And, and you can pre-order the book right now. It's not going to be something expensive, right? You're not going to pay 70, 80 bucks for this, you know, no. No. <laughs> it's, um, it, these are simple, easy things that you can get in touch with, simple, easy resources and tools that you can use to better your life and better yourself. Um, but Terry, I mean, since we're running out of time, I would like to ask you one final question. One question I ask everybody. Um, it's a little cliche, but I, I love it um, because I, I feel like it really puts into perspective the type of people that you are, the type of person that you are. Um, but if you had a chance to speak with everyone in the world and you had like a 30-second message that you could send to everyone at one time, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. what would it be? Um, what I would say is that there's nobody else out here like you. You are unique. You are here on earth for a reason. And by you being you, you are going to make the world a better place. That's your purpose for being here on earth. That's awesome. I'm not even going to add anything to that. That's the mic drop right there. Um, thank you so much, Terry, for being on this podcast with me. This has been so insightful and so helpful um, in my own journey to finding success. I, I love that you are very direct with everything you have to say. You have a lot of uh, amazing experience. Um, so I, I love what you got do- going on and uh, we support you here at Success Quest. Seriously. Thanks, Caleb. It was great being here and uh, shout out to all you questers out there. 
this is, is going to be great. So you guys remember to check her out. Don't forget if we always are asking about this on every podcast. It's so important to us that we can do the best we can for you. We want to hear your feedback. If you enjoyed this episode for any good reason, let us know. If you enjoyed it, if you didn't enjoy it and there was a bad review, you were like, I didn't like this at all. Please message us. Terry's probably the same exact way. We just want to become better. Yeah. So uh, don't hesitate to send us an email. You can go to our website. Um, you can go to our social media. You can DM us. Uh, we're open to all of those things. Um, also, we come up with episodes every Thursday, and they're going to be people who are just as amazing as Terry, people who I feel like should be a part of your day-to-day life, who you should be like, you should be surrounding yourself with people who inspire you and motivate you. Terry is one of those, one of those people. So make sure to check us out every Thursday. We're so excited to have you guys on the show and be listening um, to us. And, and yeah, there's the, there's the book here. Say something, Terry, so the, the video goes to you real quick. Um, yeah, here's my book. This is, this is um, what the cover is going to look like. It's coming out the first week in April. So check it out on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Woo, that's so exciting. All right, thank you so much, Questers, for listening and tuning in today. And we'll see you guys next week.